Welcome back to another episode of Keybinds, the official podcast of Trample Gaming, episode 18. Yes, we've been at it for that long. I'm joined as always by Pinch and Triceratosquad. We're going to be breaking down the news, of course. We're going to be covering the new Valorant patch as well. A little bit later on, we're bringing Bravo Mike in for that. Looking forward to it. There's a lot to cover, but we've got some big stories that we need to talk about. How about Epic Games acquiring the game studio that does Fall Guys? Ooh, that's interesting. And of course, there's some new titles coming out from Sony. Uh, actually, six different PlayStation VR games, which is kind of cool. And then we're also going to be covering Valheim because why not? It's the best game on planet Earth right now. Of course, we have to cover it again. So let's go ahead. We'll, we'll start with Epic Games buying the creators of Fall Guys. This is pretty interesting for a couple of reasons. Obviously, Mediatonic is the creator of Fall Guys. We all know what happened with Fall Guys. Huge smash hit last summer. Kind of waned in interest, right? But they've put out some new content. Some players have been coming back. Uh, What's so interesting to me, the one kind of nugget of information in this whole story is the fact that Fall Guys is actually built in Unity. I had just assumed it was built on the Unreal platform. I I did not know that prior to this acquisition. And to me, that's that's a little that's a little interesting. Um, I'll I'll leave that part just as it is. But regardless, what does this mean? I think for for the gaming landscape, what does this mean for Devolver Digital? <laughs> what does this mean for game studios in general moving forward? Because you know they're still bringing this game to Xbox. They're still bringing it to Switch. You know, I mean. It was a smash hit. Now it's not. Now it's kind of waned. Now it's back. Like what? So, I'm just confused. I think a little bit by this. Um, the pinch. Any thoughts on what's going on here? I honestly like this is this is kind of a weird, crazy time for all like publishers and developers, right? Because Devolver Digital is a publishing company, right? They they help developers publish their games, right? So. So the fact that the fact that the that Mediatonic, the people who made the game, got bought by Epic, who, if you remember from a couple podcasts ago, bought like this giant empty mall to create their new Epic office. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Like it's it's just all really crazy, right? Um, the Unreal platform thing blows my mind as well. I thought it I thought the same as you. You know, I didn't realize that it was it was in it was built in unity yeah but it's yeah it's it's all pretty crazy i think that the biggest thing uh with fall guys is that like they've been teasing a lot of a lot more cross game skins and stuff so this obviously because fortnite is the king of skins really opens up the market to be able to have all sorts of different types of skins right i saw like a cuphead skin a couple weeks ago that kind of was like teased or leaked or whatever. And I don't know if it's actually in the game or not, because admittedly I haven't played Fall Guys. Um, but that's that's kind of crazy. Cause like think about all the other skins that um or all the other licensing that Epic already has, like Marvel. So I think it's kind of cool. Um, you know, props to Mediatonic for 
for selling out like it's the time to do it right now in gaming to be honest like if you're if you're a small indie developer go make that money dude right chase that paper well and they, they put out a statement uh this is from the ceo and co-founder of tonic games group dave, uh, dave bailey and he said in quote at tonic games group we often say that everyone deserves a game that feels like it was made for them with epic we feel like we have found a home that was made for us they share our mission to build and support games that have a positive impact, empower others, and stand the test of time. And we couldn't be more excited to be joining forces with their team. So to me, what that kind of tells me, at least, is that what's going on in their pipeline for development? Do they have a whole list of other games that they're working on, whether it be silly party games uh, you know, like Fall Guys or something else that they're working on that really sort of designed for maybe more of a casual audience or, you know, maybe not. Who knows what they have in the pipeline? But I think that this speaks a lot to the future and what Epic sees in, you know, developers like this that can bring these kinds of experiences to, you know, the masses. So you're right. I agree with you. This is the time indeed to (laughs) be an indie game developer and take off. And of course, we're going to be talking about one more of those here toward the end of the podcast, uh, talking about Valheim's creative team. But we've got some new games that are coming out for PlayStation VR. And it also includes Doom 3 for VR. That's awesome. I always bring up these VR topics. I feel like they come up, you know, once a month or a couple times a month with new things coming for virtual reality platforms. But yeah, I here we go again. I mean, there's a brand new generation of PlayStation VR games coming for PlayStation 5. We know that. We know that's going to happen. But, you know, we haven't seen anything about what's going to be happening with the actual headset. Uh, And we know that Sony's new PSVR device is probably not going to be coming this year, I don't think. But uh, regardless... You can still use PSVR on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. So they're kind of, again, I don't want to say they're they're jumping, continuing to jump in with both feet because I still think they're kind of testing the water here a little bit. But it's definitely interesting to see Sony's commitment to virtual reality, not only through PS4, but also through now PS5 and maybe some you know future-based headsets that we'll see for... Uh, these next generation consoles. I, I mean, any thoughts on this? Again, does this move the needle for any of us to try VR or PlayStation VR? Or, I, I mean, again, doesn't move the needle for me necessarily any further than, you know, something like Half-Life Alex, which I, that was that was what moved me the most to really want to look into, you know, what a VR headset would look like. But, um. I don't know. Thoughts on this? Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm really interested in Fract. Oh, Fract. Yeah, like, okay, so <laughs> Fract <laughs> like, is, is one of the... Yeah, it's with, so I actually didn't go through the list of games that are coming. I just said... Yeah, can we talk Doom about this? Because these are, these are weird. Yeah, there's some interesting... Uh, so, <laughs> so the first game is uh, After the Fall. Uh, from Vertigo Games. So that's interesting. I guess they worked on Arizona Sunshine. Again, I've not played Arizona Sunshine, but I know it's a, been a pretty big game on Steam for uh, virtual reality headset owners. 
Uh, I expect you to die too. The spy and the liar. No clue. Uh, that Fract. looks pretty neat. It's yeah. uh, it's it's a sequel to an escape room title, obviously named "I Expect You to Die." <laughs> but Fair enough. That makes anyways, sense. yeah, an escape room game like that seems kind of cool. That is interesting. I mean, there clearly there are a lot of different experiences you can have with virtual reality, and I feel like you know they're trying to explore that space, uh, even from a last gen perspective. You know, with PS4, and it's just interesting to me. But yeah, Fract. We'll we'll come back to Fract in a second. <laughs> uh, Song in the Smoke and Zenith, The Last City. So there you go. Um, Zenith is an MMO. Excuse me. Some kind of. Yeah, I. Who knows? Um, these are interesting. I feel like we're starting to evolve with some of these VR titles, just in general. Uh, because I'm sure these experiences are going to be available on PC and uh, you know, so you can play on Steam or whatever. But Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that any of these coming out would make me want to get a VR system or whatever you want to call it. Um, I just I just don't want to play games like that personally. I think it might be fun every once in a while or to like I don't know. Would you play these as a party game? Maybe not necessarily. I don't know. <laughs> I think it'd be more fun that, with friends or something. I don't know. I think that's a th- that's the issue that we have with VR right now is that VR is so exclusive, right? Like right? you can't just be like, "Hey guys, like let's play some, you know, VR Zenith, that MMO, that's a really great idea, but I just don't think we're there yet as a society to fully accept VR for what it is. Like, not everybody's out there going like, oh, I need, I need the new Oculus, or I need the new, you know, PlayStation headset, or I need the new whatever. Right. It's very exclusive to the, to certain people. And it's great because like VR, VR is the future of gaming. I can definitely see that. Right? I agree. I just don't think we're there yet. It's yeah. it's hard to be able to be like, hey, you know, like even if you go over to your friend's house to go play VR with your friend, which you shouldn't because it's a pandemic. But if you do, even if you're in that headspace and you're going to your friend's house, you're you're still not really interacting with your friend because <laughs> I'm I'm assuming you only have one headset. So you're watching your friend play this cool game. Great. I could have done this on FaceTime. <laughs> I uh, And watch the game. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'm with you. I'm with you. I still, again, I still don't think we're there. I'm not saying it's a, it's a bad thing. I, I think that we're just constantly seeing virtual reality iterated on. This is going to be a process over a number of years that is going to take a while for mainstream adoption. I think we've talked about it a lot, but, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, I think maybe within the next five years, I think that's a fair runway to give to to VR for kind of a, from a mainstream standpoint. But yeah, it's cool. I think these are all really kind of interesting games and, uh, you know. They all look really cool. I just watched the Frack trailer. 
It looks really, really cool, you guys. <laughs> I was actually just watching it myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool, right? Like, it's the I, graphics I are really neat. I'll be honest with you. Like, it's a really neat style. Yeah. 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 I don't. I don't mean to sound like, and I probably sound like. Uh, all the listeners, like, I, I probably sound like I just hate everything. I don't. <laughs> I, I I think VR is actually really cool, okay, you guys? Like, I think it's cool. I think it's a great idea. I think in the future, it'll be, it'll be when it's more accessible to everybody, when consoles come with VR headsets, when pre-built computers come with VR headsets as a bundle... And it's just easier to get into the VR space. Then that's when that's when it'll really like start popping off. But mm -hmm. right now, right now, if I spent you know a thousand dollars on a computer, which is really low, and then I got to pay another like four hundred dollars for a VR headset, and then I got to buy the games, like that's just that feels excessive. Yeah, I agree. In my opinion, yeah, and I, I again on some level, I still think that there's still a beauty in playing games in front of a television screen or a monitor um, mm -hmm. that I don't think will ever really go away. Um, you know, maybe 30 years from now, I don't know, who knows, but, uh, you know, but again, you look at, you look at some of the experiences that these developers are crafting in this space. And it's just, it just fascinates me what they're doing. Because it's like, it's kind of like the dawn. It's the beginning. We're seeing the very beginning of it. This is still so much in its infancy that uh, we haven't even explored, I think, all the ways that VR can be used creatively to tell stories or connect people in the ways that we've seen with, with gaming. I think we're just scratching the surface. So I, I'm certainly, I'm certainly excited to see kind of what comes next for sure. I just want to be uploaded into a program before I die, like in that <laughs> in that episode of Black Mirror. Like before I die, just upload just upload the best version of me in a you know in the nineties. That'd be great. <laughs> just live there forever. Yeah, I love it. That sounds nice. Which is weird because you know I, I live in Portland, and Portland is basically the nineties already. Mm, so yeah, not wrong. Arguably true. Moving on, we we're going to cover a game that obviously. We're enjoying. Admittedly, I haven't put as much time into recently as I would have liked to. Uh, it's just been kind of crazy around here. But Valheim has sold five million copies in one month. Absolutely, <laughs> it's just incredible. If you want to multiply that times the retail price of twenty dollars on Steam, that's a lot. That is a lot of money. Good for them. Uh, yeah, I just, I just want to throw <laughs> it out. <laughs> all, all the praise in the world to Iron Gate Studio. I, I just, um, again, how many people are on their team? Uh, just five people. Five people. Just five wow. people. Swedish. That's studio. incredible. Yep. Uh, unreal. Unreal. Obviously, we talked about them last week when, you know, they cracked into the, the top five most played games. Uh, on Steam, Steam charts, but this is just another kind of, it's here. This is going to be here for a while. I think they've really 
just crack the code here because now more and more people are are playing it. And yeah, it's one thing to have a really large influx in concurrent player base and tearing up the Steam charts, but it's certainly another thing to actually sell millions of copies of a game in one month. I mean, that that is just... That's a lot. That's a lot of copies. I know it doesn't seem like a lot, especially when you put it up against, you know, big heavy hitter games, AAA games and things. Um, But in one month to sell 5 million copies for, you know, an indie developer, it's just brilliant. Um, And I absolutely cannot wait to see what these guys do next because they're just going to continue adding content. It's just going to get better. If you have not jumped on the Valheim wave, just, just do it. Just do it. It's it's just so good. It's so good. The modding community has already hopped on and started modding the game to make things like um, quality of life improvements, mm-hmm. um, which I think is pretty pretty incredible. They do things like I've seen mods like um, your armor instead of it being just in your inventory is like a se- separate like kind of paper doll like you have in every other you know, sort of MMO or RPG game that, you know, equips all of your armor and your potions and things like that, which is really neat and super helpful. But, and obviously it still uses those, those inventory slots, but it kind of just takes them, takes them out of your inventory. So you can kind of see what you have and where everything is. And I've seen a couple other really, really awesome mods and it's just, it's cool because the developers seem pretty responsive to these mods. They're not so much like, hey, don't mod our game, don't do this or that or the other or whatever. They're like, oh, okay, this is what you want. Let's see if we can, let's see if we can integrate this. Yeah. Again, just shows a studio that's willing to listen to the community, especially after their game just exploded in popularity. I mean, this is just, you know, like, like what, what, Developers and development studios should be doing Bethesda. <clears throat> there it is. Yep. You know, just just listen to your listen to your your player base, Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm sorry. Shots fired. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't sue me. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just a player. I just wish that you know you would listen. You know. As I think we all do, and it's something we we struggle with that we look at how agile some of these small developers can be. Uh, I know that there are big cogs in the machine that go on at at larger developers and uh, publishing studios. But again, I think it just goes to prove that, number one, we know making good games is hard. Okay, we know this. We've seen this time and time again. Cough, cough, Amazon. Okay. Um, I, it doesn't matter how much money you throw at gaming. It doesn't matter how crazy the experience looks like in virtual reality. It doesn't matter how much money you spend on marketing. It just doesn't matter. But creating that sort of really unique experience at the right time and just sort of cracking that code it can be sort of a lottery but at the same time i think that these guys had a real vision for what they wanted and they executed it brilliantly and and i just um again i think it just goes to show you that <laughs> game developers like this and and who knows if they get bought out 
who knows if they get bought out by somebody like Epic or or another large game studio that you know just kind of swallows them up because these guys clearly have a, a knack of making you know really really good games. Uh, but I think that this is just a great thing for the gaming industry overall. When you see these breakout titles happen, uh, it's it's just always exciting. Always. I definitely feel like the dawn of indie gaming has arrived because we have been let down by by AAA title after AAA title that the gaming community as a whole is really listening to each other to figure out what the good games are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really cool because we get to see it in real time with things like Twitch and, you know, and like going to Reddit boards and shit, trying to figure out what good game is out there right now. You know, it's exciting. It's a really exciting time, you guys. Yeah. No, I'm with it. It's also a very exciting time for another game that we enjoy playing, aka Valorant. So let's go ahead. We're going to hop over, talk to Bravo Mike. Let's dive into the patch notes. There's so much to cover. New episode, new skins, new rank changes. There's a lot. So we're just going to go ahead and dive right on in. Let's just kind of start at the top, right? Uh, Competitive matchmaking has changed big time. I think we could almost, it just feels so hard to explain. Uh, we even ran in it, into it earlier tonight, but yeah, competitive matchmaking has changed as well. Um, I really like the new tactical voiceovers and then obviously the new agents. So I guess Sarah kind of maybe run us through the patch notes a little bit here uh, and then we'll just kind of break some of this down and, and obviously get Bravo's perspective and, and get our perspective and, and take it from there. Sure. Um, the biggest thing I think is the new agent. Uh, her name is Astra and she's from Ghana. Um, I think Pinch might, you want to want to talk about her abilities? You're the only one out of us who has played her yet. So, yo, okay. First yeah, off, really quick. Astra's really fucking hard to play, my <laughs> dude. Like, really, really hard to play. So, she starts with two stars and then you could buy three more. Uh, it's for a total of five, right? And then, all of her abilities are timed, so she has her Q ability is a Nova Pulse, which is a which is like a, a concussion blind in a in an AOE. Her E ability is Nebula, which is basically her smokes, uh, and those smokes are like really really long, like like ridiculously long, like way too long. <laughs> yeah. Um, her her C ability is a Gravity Well, uh, which is like uh uh. You know, chick from Overwatch. That would be yeah. Zarya. <laughs> yeah. So, kind of, kind of like her ability, where like you get pulled into the middle and of of that that star, and basically, so. when you touch the center, you become vulnerable. So, kind of like Killjoy's, uh, Killjoy's bot, um, in that way. And then her alt, which I was only able to use once because I was played like absolute garbage, is the giant wall the cosmic divide which first off it took me like 14 seconds to figure out how to put it down (laughs) and then another three yeah and then another three seconds to like figure out how to move it and turn it so it was like (laughs) i was in astral form for like most of the round trying to put that wall down guys oh no Um, but i mean she 
she's super she's super fun to play really tough but i can see where she can be a very big problem awesome yeah i like it yeah i i will say out of all the agents that they've come out with since we we all started playing in the beta i think i'm the least scared of this one oh i'm i'm terrified of really? what people can actually <laughs> do from it like i i hated Raina when she came out like absolutely hated playing against her killjoy that was tough i think but Raina sky's not was... that bad Raina was the first. Astra, I think she was the best agent before this that they like they introduced before because every other character that they released has not been played as much as what Raina. Oh, and Ray's. I forgot Ray's was introduced a little bit after. I think that was mm. what beginning, like when they launched. Is what? They yeah, were. yeah. Well, wow, I don't know. That's weird. That's weird to think about. Like. Was Ray's one of the originals? I think she was. Yeah. I don't think she was in beta, was she? I think I so. B played, so. played her. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, I, it was, it was Raina and then Killjoy. And then, you know what? This is Sky. important. <laughs> yeah, this yeah is Sky, important. I think, was but, the next one. Anyways, I'm not super afraid of her. I will say I got absolutely wrecked by a gravity well on Icebox earlier, and that was really not fun. Uh, I'll put it this way. It's it's like Breach's Breach's alt or his stun, where you can't shoot straight. Oh my god, so annoying. But I think that's her least, like, that's her worst ability out of her three. Like, I don't see many people gonna be using the concussive. Like, the gravity pool takes you out of your, like, your happy place. And then also makes you vulnerable. Like mm-hmm. that, that's insane. And then smokes are always great. But I don't see the concussive like being that like up to par, quote unquote. I, I did mm-hmm. notice that I, I used a lot of smokes and a lot of sucky sucks, um, which is what I was calling them through the whole game. <laughs> um, the gravity wells, the most. Like I I very rarely use the concussive concussion because like breach breach is a better flasher like literally anyone is a better flasher than that you know like the concussion the concussion is not as important as um like her fucking 28 second long smoke or however it was like she'll drop a smoke and it'll be there three rounds later (laughs) yeah i I think what's interesting at at least at kind of the elo that we're typically playing at and this is obviously very different than what bravo experiences but once once people start learning where to put stars and and you know more than just kind of your silly little one ways but also figuring out uh you know your strategic advantages of placing stars even next to each other to create different tactical opportunities like there's so much i think that goes into her uh ability usage but it's you know i think at the end of the day it's just another really sad rallying cry for all the viper mains out there to say hey Hello, <laughs> you know, but Viper is like just yeah, in the trash bin. Like obsolete right now. Totally major reworks for her in order for her to be like anywhere near like competitive. It's crazy. It's just crazy, uh, especially the fact that you look at somebody like Astra who can put put down stars, pick up stars. Like you know, you throw that smoke into a one way with Viper, and you can't go reach it. Well, 
<laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, too bad. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Um, so I don't know. Hopefully they get they gotta work on her, but um yeah, I do wonder if she's gonna really kind of you know, when people are really gonna start kind of flexing that muscle with her and using her in, in ways that are really unfortunate. So I, I definitely fresh. I definitely feel like she's the first agent where um your ability to use her her abilities matter as much as your ability to shoot people. Because uh-huh. if you if you can shoot people and you're trash with pe- other abilities, then you can still play the game. But you can't be trash with Astra's abilities, I feel like. Because it's just too, it feels like they're too important, you know? Because she's a controller. She's, her whole, her whole kit is to help your team succeed, you know? Right. Yeah, the skill floor is like super high on her. Like you need to know how the game actually works, use it properly. But the skill ceiling is seemingly huge. If you put it in like the right person's hands, it's going to be insane. And I'm actually excited to see if she is going to be in like the competitive aspect of Valorant and see what crazy stuff people can put up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested to see all these crazy like alt walls and things like it's going to be absolutely insane. It's going to be a lot of fun. So it's said that abilities can go through, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. I noticed or I was watching Shroud a couple days ago and apparently Jet's knives do not go through the wall because they're apparently like quote unquote bullets. But then Ray's rocket goes through my Roomba and everything. So it. It's interesting if that's going to get patched because, I mean, if you because if you put a Sova error on the other side and you can see where they are, the jet can or headshot the person and mm-hmm. kill them, but Yeah, I guess in theory. Yeah. But it's an ability, so it shouldn't Right, where do you yeah. draw the line? I think yeah. it should all go through. Shock darts go through arrows, go, I mean, all different kinds of util go through. My turret better shoot through that shit. No, it does not. No, it, does not. it doesn't. You can put it through, yes. I believe, right? You can place it on the other side, but you can't. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, that weird. is weird. I didn't know that. Hmm. That's just like a backhanded like nerf to Jet. So. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Jet was being used too much. Maybe. All right. Jet's just an opera anyway, so it yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, anything else before we move on to the comp aspect? Uh, no. I mean, the, the only thing I wanted to talk about real quick was, I'm sure you all saw this clip on Reddit, the five-person YOLO TP in Escalation where there was like a circle of people just knifing as uh, folks from the enemy team were coming in. And uh, apparently... Blinds pick rate or binds pick rate for escalation is now going to be evenly weighted. So you're going to start to see more of bind, but uh, literally five person YOLO TP was a quote uh, in Riot's patch notes. So just throwing that out there. Nice job. Uh, um, but now apparently the TPs would be like non usable and bind would right. play escalation. Yeah, it's going to stay open, basically, is what I read. 
which is good. Random, but it's so funny yeah. to think about changing something like that. But uh, yeah, well, run into competitive. What's going on there? All right. Um, the competitive match has changed just slightly. Um, your rank isn't lowered at the beginning of the act anymore. So that basically stays the same other than those who are radiant and immortal will keep their rank on, or I'm sorry, their position on the leaderboard, but their RR will be reduced by 90%. That doesn't matter for any of us here, but, uh, you know, something to note. You're only required to play one placement match to display your rank. I believe before it was five, correct? Yes, but that's only if you played rank the last act. Before, right. Yeah. Yep. So that's pretty good. I think all of us got what we had before, which was nice. Yep. Um, Players who have not previously placed in comp will still need to play those five, like we just said. Radiant is going to be even harder to achieve, which I don't know how you could make it any harder. Um, You have to achieve a certain level of RR before being able to ascend to Radiant. Uh, I believe one streamer I was watching earlier said that the threshold is 300 points. Yes. So if you're immortal, you get 300. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. Uh, Latin America, and I believe that's Korea, it's um, 100. Uh, Brazil is 200. North America, and somebody knows what this is, please let me know. APAC? No idea. Me neither. 300. <laughs> and EU is 400. So that's, that's the threshold you have to reach. I'm going to um, guess Asian Pacific? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea, mm-hmm. because it's the only one that's not on there. Other than Korea, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. That sounds right to me. Um, let's see. Um, so the actual comp, the rank disparity has updated, has been updated. So if you are Iron 1, you can play with up to Silver 3s, which is nice for us. Because a lot of us that play together in Stomping Grounds, we are, you know, Silver 3 and lower. So it's nice that we can queue with our friends now before it was kind of tough sometimes. Um, there's a, a little graphic that's a little difficult to read, um, but it's in the patch notes. So you can see where your rank falls uh, in terms of that. Otherwise, uh, something kind of fun, the quality of life changes. Um, they've act- added tactical voiceover. So in the game, say like your spike carrier dies, um, the voiceover over will prompt and say, spike down a, a site. Um, so that's kind of nice. So you don't have to, you know, wait for comms or, um, you know, try to find it on the map or anything like that. It's right there. You know, I believe you can disable those. So it's not like super overwhelming, but I think it's kind of nice. What do you guys think? I, it's I do loud. Have a, I have a question. Yeah. <laughs> Is okay. it on both offense and defense? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know. Which is super helpful. It yeah. is super helpful. I feel like it changes the game quite a bit, though. Because it's like everybody knows where the spike is now. You know? Yeah. Instead well, of having to comment. It helps as a solo queuer because some of my teammates don't actually like calm if they like see spike fall or anything. So it, it helps me understand what's happening on the map. Um, yeah. Without having to like look at something, right? Like yeah, it pops up on your screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I think. I think this, go ahead. I think this is just a nice quality of life change that 
I think benefits mainly everybody, especially people who are new, not knowing what they did, especially in the lower ranks. Like if they see bomb drop, they might not know it's bomb. And it, it just helps the cohesive of the entire like ranking and like acknowledgement of what's happened. Yeah. yeah. I think the the other cool thing is like I've noticed on times where, you know, I'll pop spike carrier and you know, sometimes, you know, it'll pop straight up. Um and you may not catch it. You may not quite see it, especially as a newer player. That's kind of nice that it sort of trains your brain to say, oh, you know, look around and, you know, look for it. But I've also, obviously, there are plenty of times where a spike will drop behind a, a box or something. Nobody sees it and it's not called. So, you know, it, it's, I don't think it changes anything from like a fairness standpoint. But yeah, it is definitely interesting. <laughs> um, I was surprised how loud they were. That was kind of, bizarre to me uh it is like very right in your face uh that a spike down b you know so that that's cool but um yeah i could definitely see how solo queuing that would be helpful and you know what one last thing i just want to go back to ranked real quick uh ranks are no longer going to display in agent select or in game so uh you'll see them on the the end of game screen but you won't see who your teammates uh what what their ranks are uh so it's kind of interesting um it's interesting but it also stops a lot of toxicity especially if like if i'm in a plat game and there's one diamond uh and they're doing like horrible people normally are like how are you diamond like it just causes a lot more commotion than actual like benefits benefits so i think i think it's great on them trying to stop the toxicity in the actual game. I I agree. That's it's a great change. I didn't notice it, um, admittedly, but that's that's fucking awesome. It also it also gets you out of your head pregame as well because how many times have we checked the enemy team's ranks and go, oh fuck, they're they have they have two silver twos or. Uh-huh. Or, oh, fuck, that dude was a gold last last season. <laughs> yeah. How many times have we gotten into our own heads and then <laughs> realize, like, eight rounds in, we're just shitting on them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It helps on mentalities and stuff like that. I like it. Yep. Yeah, Agreed. it's a great change. We're going to be talking about Astra, I think, over the next couple of weeks as we all kind of get a chance to, to play her and maybe even try her out in comp. We'll see. Um, you know, we get some nice lineups going on and, you know, what that could look like in a five stack. And then, yeah, Bravo, we'll have to have you back just to see kind of what your thoughts are for, uh, you know, for your ELO and kind of, you know, how folks are using her and and maybe ways that they're using her differently, uh, than what we see, because I think we see that a lot with Killjoy and she kind of fits this interesting mold of controller slash sort of sentinel, I think with, with some of her ability. Uh, just to maneuver people around the map is, is just kind of interesting. Oh, sidebar. I saw Gravwell pull my turret. I was so scared. What? <laughs> really? Gravwell grabbed my turret and just made it its bitch. And I was like, no, give me wow. it back. That's I, crazy. I wonder, does it destroy it? It makes it vulnerable, I assume. Just like, you know, wow. when my... When my alarm bot goes off and it hits like a, a raised Roomba. 
Right, right. Huh. Yeah, I, I about cried. I was like, that's too strong. <laughs> no, don't be taking my bots away from me. I put that there for a reason, <laughs> my dude. But Bravo, thank you for coming, dude. Thank you for Absolutely. Of course. It's, podcast. I, I'm here all the time, so <laughs> I'm just chilling. Well, and go check out Bravo's stream. Bravo, plug your Twitch. Uh, my Twitch is twitch.tv slash Bravo Mike the third. Uh, you would just write it down as three eyes. I changed it a couple of weeks ago. Nice. Not so long. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I like That's, it. Sounds like Good. a rebrand time. Right. Well, most of my stuff already said like Bravo Mike. It never said the 86. So I'm, I'm chilling. I don't <laughs> oh, need to change okay. anything. <laughs> Seeing that 86 always made me think that uh, you were older than me, which which made me very happy. So, uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm a 99 baby. Yeah, that is not. Oh the case. my God. <laughs> oh, my. oh, Lord. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> well, stay tuned over the next couple of weeks. You know, like I said, we'll be covering Astra. Hopefully, we'll have Bravo back. This is uh, it's always a treat getting to talk to somebody who plays at a much higher ELO than we do, <laughs> which is uh, always interesting. So, thanks for, thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Of course. Thank you for having me. All right. So, we're going to wrap up episode 18 as we always do with what we're listening to what we're watching and what we are playing. I'll go first. What am I listening to? Well, I'm listening to New Architects. Damn good. Very, very good new album. Kind of along the same lines as what they've done in the past. But again, I think they explore some different progressions. So yeah, it's cool. Some people like it. Some people, you know, won't. That's fine too. And uh, Old 18 Visions, because why not? Feeling nostalgic. Instead of throwing some old 18 visions. Anyways, <laughs> Binge, what are you listening to? Uh, Crashbot in SGTV. Um, <laughs> Boom. So, I, <laughs> so obviously last week I was talking about how we we had our Mi6 bot in, in Discord and how we can now create playlists and whatnot. So I've been basically in there every day, making sure that it's working, adding new new songs and things this week i played a lot of emo because i felt that way you know so like a lot of the ataris the get up kids quiet drive mcr um i threw some bouncing souls in there because i thought it would be fun i also threw some ghost in there because like yes. who doesn't love like you know dark abba it mm, basically yep. right yeah it's like it's like abba but evil which is fucking awesome <laughs> um, <laughs> so good <laughs> so we so i've been listening to that a lot um and uh lo-fi mostly like about it if, what about you sarah if you like hang on if you like ghosts please listen to twin temples twin temples yeah i'm writing it down right now yeah write that down just i'm not going to tell you anything other than that just just do it yeah so i went i went into ghost blind i had no idea what ghost was oh yeah, I had no idea who Ghost was or what it was. I went in completely blind. Oh. First song, the first song I heard was uh, actually the one that I put in the uh, in the bot. To find it. Let me scroll up real quick. Dance Macabre. Oh, of course, yes. So, yeah, I I had no idea, and then like when I first when I first heard it, I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then I just went full on. Like I think I went, I spent two full weeks listening to nothing but ghost for a while. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh no, this is like, this is like, if like, I don't know, 
Sabbath and Abba had a baby? Yeah, or like, the, Almost the, like... the Eagles singing about Satan, dude. It's, <laughs> it's better than that, you know? I, not much. Um, oh, my God. Those uh, are both very act- accurate descriptions. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Oh, one of my I favorite bands. It. One of my favorite so bands good. of all time. Yeah, like, no question. We um, had talked about pre-pandemic... Uh, we had talked about going to see them. Yeah. Yeah, actually, when Meliora came out, um, they were yeah. near us, and I, we didn't go because it sold out. Yep. And I was like, next time. It's okay. It's fine. Sorry, sorry. My bad. I just had to interject there because Ghost is <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, Sarah, what are you listening to? Uh, Paramore. I know. I know. So, <laughs> like, roundabout, like, I follow... Haley Williams hair dye company on TikTok, okay? okay? And they always joke about her career, right? Like they always tease her about like, you know, how do we get here? You know, like <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> That's always like been such a funny thing, you know, how she sings that there's like that interview with like her and Robert Pattinson and Whatever. Anyways, Twilight Days. I was not a fan, by the way. I really liked the music from it, but I fucking hated the movies. Books were stupid. Yeah. Anyways, disclaimer. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just got to thinking. I was like, man, I haven't listened to Paramore in a while. And so I started listening to old stuff, new stuff, everything in between. I guess new stuff would just be Haley Williams because uh rip. Yeah. Paramore? Yeah. More like para no more. Yeah, oh. para no more. <laughs> Sag. Stop it. <laughs> uh. All right, all right. No more puns, I promise. <laughs> awesome. So bish. Yeah. What have you been watching other than old wrestling episodes? Other than old wrestling episodes, been watching new wrestling episodes. That's right. New wrestling. So, yeah, what are you doing right now? Uh, watching wrestling actually. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's funny no because Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, future NBA Hall of Famer, the absolute brilliant center, uh debuted in the ring tonight in All Elite Wrestling on TNT. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything. I did watch it. Do yourself a favor. Definitely watch that. Uh, but other than that, I do have to talk about, I have again, watched been watching more wrestling and I just have to say congratulations to Bobby Lashley on winning, uh, the raw championship, uh, WWE title. It's just incredible. Um, I can't, I- I'm just shocked that it's taken this long. I actually posted in discord about it. Uh, there's a picture that shows Bobby like 15 years apart and those pictures could have been taken five minutes apart. And I wouldn't have known. Uh, so congratulations to the new WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. So good. I just love what they're doing right now. Uh, Pinch, what are you watching? What's going on? So Lassie graced me with, with the ability of HBO. Mm. <laughs> good friend. Amazing friend. The truest friend. The realest. Yeah. You, you you know that your friends are real when you start sharing like Netflix, Hulu, HBO, Disney Plus. You know yeah. what I mean? So like real MVP. 
So he told me to watch this uh, anime called Jujutsu Kaisen. I think Hiko's been watching that one. <laughs> what in the world? Bro, <laughs> it is so good. Is it? Do I literally binge the first eight episodes last night? What's it on? I couldn't. It's on. So it's on Crunchyroll, but it's also on HBO Max. Okay. Okay. So if you go to HBO Max and then you go into Country Roll, it's one of the top picks. Dude, it is so, so good. I've (laughs) never been hyped about anime. Like, I'm very rarely hyped about anime, okay? Like, top two anime of of all time, in my opinion, is Afro Samurai number one and, like, Pokemon. Like, that's it. Like, I don't really watch anime, okay? But this shit is pretty fucking hype. Like... It's really good. But then also, like, I'm watching, like, The Last Czar again because Rasputin is absolutely insane. Like, absolutely insane. And it's so interesting to me. Like, I just want to... You ever get those feelings? Like, you know, this person's really, really evil, but I want to know how their mind works. (laughs) That's, That's how I feel about people like Rasputin or, you know, even Charlie Manson. Like, I just want to know how he works, like, how he thinks and why he thinks the way he does. But that's what I've been watching, honestly. Nice. Sorry, I got I got really hyped about that. No, um, we got to check it out now. Definitely. Again, it's on HBO Max or Crunchyroll. Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, I'm a nerd. Um, Sarah, what are you watching? So, uh, I I really feel guilty every week because what I do all day is I have various Valorant streamers on <laughs> as background noise while I work all day. Uh, this is why I watch Hiko a lot because he's on during work hours. So he's just on. I sit on the couch with my dog and my laptop and I do work and sometimes get on TikTok. Anyways, today I was like, you know what? <laughs> I have a lot of laundry to do, okay? We just got a new washer-dryer, super exciting adult things, okay? Did, like, eight loads of laundry today. So I was like, I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to actually, like, watch a movie while I do this. Like, I got, you know, a lot of work done, so I had some time to kill. So got on Netflix, and one of the popular titles was a movie called I Care A Lot. And this movie actually just won a Golden Globe, I believe. So it was like one of like the, you know, like Academy Awards winning movies, whatever, uh, in that list. Um, So it stars uh, Rosamund Pike, Peter Dinklage and Diane Weiss are some of the main actors. Um, It's about uh, Rosamund Pike plays a crooked uh, legal guardian. who preys on her elderly wards. Um, She basically tricks the courts into signing legal rights over these elderly people. She sells off their goods and makes a huge profit or not their goods, their belongings and house and things like that Um, makes a massive profit and doesn't actually care a lot about these people. (laughs) Um, But she, uh, she meets one uh, ward who is actually like not what she seems to be. Um, so there's there's a couple little twists like Rosamund Pike's character goes from being like the bad guy immediately to 
the not so bad guy and then the bad guy again there's like another bad guy they kind of like trade off um peter dinklage is great um the very first scene that you see him he looks like um oh my god pete wentz Uh. like that hairstyle (laughs) it's so funny but his character is great his character is absolutely wonderful um Diane Weist is as good as ever. Um, she's just absolutely awesome. Obviously, she plays um, the the ward that uh, makes things a little bit more difficult. <laughs> so it's really, really good. It's obviously not very believable. Um, it's uh, one of those kind of almost like mindfuck movies where like it comes full <laughs> circle at the end and you're just like, oh, yes, it was so satisfying. Um kind of a little a little messed up at the end but very very good so i i highly suggest it it's got like six stars out of ten on imdb like i don't think it's like i don't think it's terrible it's a it's okay it's a it's a decent movie just one of those ones that you need to try it out i i loved rosamund pike in gone girl and this role is another one like that um, it feels very much like created for her. Like you just really feel like this uh, <laughs> psychopath, like through her character, and I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Nice. Yeah. You talked about Netflix. There's one other thing that I watched on Netflix. Yeah. It was Biggie. I got a story to tell. Mm, I gotta watch. Oh. Because anytime there's a hip hop documentary, you know I gotta watch that shit. <laughs> so I watched it. It was really good. I learned some things I didn't know about Biggie, but it was it was really good. Definitely check that one out as well. I need to watch that for sure. All right, what have we been playing this week? On three, everybody. <laughs> one, two, three. Valorant. Nailed we can't it. do Melvore this Idol. every week. Melbourne Idol. No, we can't. I- Listen, I've been playing Genshin. Okay. Listen, I discussed playing other games. Okay. That's close enough. Like, I, that's the best I can do. I have like reached... I, I I thought about downloading Melvor Idol today. It's fair, and it's a great game, and you should. Uh, so fun. But I've been playing Genshin Impact. I love it. I'm glad I don't have a gambling problem, or else this would be very problematic for me. Ooh. Yeah. Um. Those gotcha games, dude. Yeah, and this one is like the best one I've ever seen. Like mm-hmm. it it transcends mm-hmm. gotcha games because it's like it's just really, really good. And it brings a what I consider to be a full like triple A console experience or PC experience to your phone. And there's cross play on PC. Um mm-hmm. it, it's just brilliant. I was a little nervous to get into it after basically a a full year since it's been released because i thought what the hell am i doing like you know is this going to be any good i'm shocked i'm truly truly i'm shocked uh i i I really cannot get over the quality uh the storytelling is ridiculous that's fine you know some of it is kind of fun but uh the open world is incredibly detailed the quest lines are pretty good so far the story like i said is is okay uh some of the voice acting is a little ridiculous some of the you know, anime stylings, if that's not your deal, then you're not going to be into it. But if you're looking for a big ass open world RPG on your phone, on the go, coming soon to Nintendo Switch and of course on your phone, 
and PC. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just shocking. It actually, I'm legitimately shocked at how good it is. So I'll leave it at that. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll add on. I did also start playing a brand new game released by Annapurna Interactive. Um, Annapurna may sound familiar because they made they made What Remains of Edith Finch, right. uh, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, they released it a couple days ago now, probably. Uh, it's called Maquette. Hmm. And it's like this puzzle game that is so incredibly unique. And the story is just, oh, I, I, I can't even explain it. Go cop it. Go go now. Go buy. Stop listening to this. <laughs> just stop listening. Go buy Maquette if you like puzzle games. It's fun. It's like aesthetic. It has that. It has that feel of. Oh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just so beautiful and it's really well done and it it's it's fun. I'll stream it. I'll stream it later this week as well. So if anybody wants to watch it, uh, you know, you know where I am. I ain't gonna plug myself. <laughs> I ain't no shill. Oh, come on. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash pinchgg. Uh, you can also, of course, check all of us out. Trample.gg slash streams. And join the Discord while you're at it. Discord.trample.gg. Although y'all already know this. Let's just plug it all while we're here. Why the hell not? Oh, yeah. Recap. We should just say something real quick. Uh, community game night was awesome. Had a great time playing poker. Thank you guys for joining us. We're definitely going to do some more community game nights. Uh, hopefully we'll do one, uh, I would say, probably later in March. Not sure what the hell we're playing yet, but we'll figure something out. But thank you guys for hanging out. I mean, we had 12, 13, 14, I don't even know, all different kinds of people coming through. It was crazy playing poker. Um, you know, some Send us suggestions for what we should do next time. Absolutely. You know, definitely games where blood can be spilled or tears shed. We're into those. Okay, you I'm know, kidding. it's not a tax Sarah night, all right? All right? <laughs> I'm what do you, kidding. You, I'm you took so much of my money. I, I know. did. I did. I cried, and then I fucking made all of you cry. So us out, dude. There yeah. you go. It happens. I will not be playing poker again because I realized I am far too competitive. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Anyway, well... Again, thank you all for joining us for Community Game Night. We'll keep you posted on the next one. Uh, and until next time, we'll catch you next week. Yeah, thanks for listening. Another episode of Key Finds in the Book. We'll catch you, like I said, next week. Adios, y'all. Bye. 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 I think our editing is consistent enough that I don't think anybody's going to notice a difference. Sure. Whatever. I don't care. Cause I'm just like, honestly, I'm super fucking busy this week. So that would be a huge. So let's, let's do it. All sure. Right. I'll, I mean, I'll take up. Next. I mean, same, but that's fine. It's the beginning of the month. I can. Yeah. I can just not play video games this week. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sarah, stop it. Stop feeling bad. It's a joke. It's a fucking joke. Okay. Stop feeling bad.
I just know how to push that button really well. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I have to yeah. stop doing that. I That's really okay. do have to stop doing that to you. <laughs> Are you guys excited for VR? I know VR. Oh my god. Oh no. Don't do that. Nailed Don't do it. That. Let's go into the highlight reel. No, no, no. Highlight <laughs> reel. Highlight, highlight <laughs> reel.